this reminds me of my first experience in radio was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. You are listening to Breaking Waves with Alex Healy and Arabella Alamy here on Eastside FM. Today we will be talking about a topic that affects everyone. Mm, we will be sharing proven tips and strategies on how to have a healthier lifestyle, specifically how you can kickstart your fitness journey and actually stick to it. Yeah, we would like to bring attention to things we do daily that we don't even realize add to our stress levels. So stay tuned to hear about these stresses and the process to break habits and make changes. This is a topic that is very dear to Alex and I. Mm, But before we get into it, we have a song request from one of our listeners, McKella in Melbourne. Here is The Sound by The 1975.
was a banger. Thanks, Michaela. Thank you, our favourite listener. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alex, you know that feeling when you buy fresh, supportive sneakers, you download a new health app Mm -mm -mm. on your phone, and then you have a bad day at work or something interrupts your routine, and that surge of fitness and motivation seems to get parked for a while. Oh, my gosh, I can relate. And it's even worse when you start your day like that and you start low. I mean, I... I used to be like that, I mean, but I finally broken away from that bad habit. And I guess, have you? Are you in like a fitness kind of journey right now, or are you still feeling the struggle of getting into exercising? I'm off and on. I'll have weeks off, off and, and on. then weeks off. Yeah. That's literally been me for the last two years. And look, I'm going to share a little secret with you because people ask me how I stay motivated, and I don't. I stay consistent. And the key is not motivation, but consistency. And even on the low days, you need to just do it. Like I like Nike, just do it. You can't, exactly. You can't wait for a spark of motivation because otherwise you will never start. Right. And I know goal setting really helps. So for any of you who are struggling to even start or to be consistent with your fitness journey, with exercising, start off with a smaller, but more achievable goal that is still going to challenge you. And your fitness journey is like your career. You don't start at the top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what yeah, everyone will know. You don't start at the top. You work your way there. And too often, we do too much too soon and end up discouraged and defeated and don't decide if you're going to make goals to work your way to whatever you want, your dream body, your fitness level. Don't it's almost start- like don't overthink it. Exactly. Don't do a five kilometer run. Don't be like, yes, I'm going to do this. Start realistically. It's unlikely to happen if you do that. Focus instead on progress based goals, like running 30 minutes every day, perfecting your form or joining a boxing class and doing that two times a week. What was the first like achievable, consistent goal you set? The first one for me was actually, I heard this TikTok and I referred to it in here. It's like, I don't stay motivated, I stay consistent. That mm. made me set my alarm for the next day. I put all my clothes out and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do 10 minute ab workout. 10 minute, it ended up being a one and a half hour workout. Went for a run, went for a walk, did some workouts. It's crazy. I didn't set any expectations. And Yeah. So did you say yeah. it had to be at a certain time of day or more that you just had to do? The 10 yeah, minutes? it was more like in the morning because I had um, some free time before I went to work and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then it ended up being so much longer, like setting your expectations lower when you actually work out. You're like, you know what? I'm getting into this. I like this. And then you go further and then you further. have that sense of achievement, which keeps you going. Exactly. So it's like a sense of like pre-commitment. Ex- oh yeah. Pre-commitment is a big one. Definitely. Yeah, that seems to help me too. So pre-commitments are actions that get you invested, um, like going to the gym and, or let's say you want to go to the gym, Mm -hmm. bring your clothes to work. So that's that Mm. packing before you get into work, before you leave in the morning Um, or laying Laying out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the laying your clothes out. I think, you know what I recommend? Lay your clothes out in a place where it's the first thing you see when you wake up. I put mine on my dresser. First time I open my eyes, I see my gym clothes you got to do it because that can also be a reason you don't end up leaving to go to work and going to do the walk or the gym if you can't find your clothes exactly. and it's all yeah and especially also, if you're in a rush yeah and I which I always am yeah. and I always I'll leave something around the house so example if I want to do weights mm. I'll leave it like on the coffee table so if I'm watching tv it's just there it's accessible I like that oh you know what I've heard at your desk at work, at home, whatever it is, have weights. Not heavy ones, just whilst you're, if you need to read a long document, 
have so like five moving. kilograms and just literally just move your arms. Yeah, I find being at the desk um, very draining and that's when I like get very sore. And then at home, I don't really feel like exercising because I'm at the desk all day. So that's such a good tip, leaving some exercise. Without a doubt. bells at the desk. <laughs> you know what's also good um, for anyone who doesn't actually know where to start but is willing to invest in fitness journey? Personal training. It's actually a really good place to start because you're being trained every day by a qualified trainer who you first, from my experience, sit down with and discuss your fitness goals, eating habits, what you want to improve in your life and get out of having a personal trainer. Yeah, and there's also group trainings. It's also more cost effective Mm. and you can do it with other people so it can be motivating as well and you can do it in outdoor settings. I like that. I like doing exercising with someone because sometimes when you are just keeping to yourself and trying to just get through and exercise it isn't enough like it helps to have someone keeping you accountable Mm. and I think with a PT or group sessions from my experience when I'm struggling to finish a set I remember what my PT said to me was like what did she say she said how much do you want that dream body I was like, yes, I want that dream body and I worked and I worked harder and it's that accountability. You can have a partner, a you know, gym buddy, someone to keep you on track, encourage you to meal prep, to get you to the gym even when you don't feel like going. You know, accountability works best when it comes from outside Yeah, and yourself. it can be more fun as well. Yeah, without a doubt. So we've been talking about being consistent and, you know, relying on motivation and how that can be difficult. And self-talk is something that really comes into that. So self-talk is a strategy um, that can, again, keep you accountable and change the way you approach the things you do every day. Mm, Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. But also I want everyone to remember that what I'm about to say is so important. And sometimes it's really hard when you're at your lowest to want to exercise. But the best time to exercise is when you're feeling low, when you're feeling down, because your body releases chemicals called endorphins. A lot of people have heard about endorphins, but they interact with the receptors in your brain that reduce your perception of pain and also trigger positive feelings in your body, similar to that of morphine. Like, so you don't need to have morphine exactly. to go for a run when you really don't feel like it. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes self-talk just isn't enough and you just you just got to get out there. Um, mm. So true. So let's go to our next song. That is Protect My Energy by Little Sims.
good song choice, Arabella. That's so chill. I like it. Yeah, Little Sims is one of my favourite artists. That's mm. one of her more chill songs. She's a British rapper and has a lot of powerful things to say. And if you want to m- hear more from her, look up Sometimes I Might Be an Introvert. It's her most recent <laughs> album that was released just last year. Rapper. I would never have guessed that. But this, I like it. Yeah, they're quite heavy, her other songs. I'm glad you liked it. Like it. hope yeah. you did too, who's listening. Mm. So we have a short list of very common actions, activities and habits people do unknowingly that increase stress level. And sleep is one of them, using your phone Definitely. before going to bed and also bringing work home with you. We didn't pull these from the sky, by the way. We researched um, and they're backed up by studies. So Yeah, so sleep medicine expert Michelle Drarup, who is a doctor of psychology, talks about what's going on when you look at your phone before you go to bed and how that affects your brain and your stress levels. And when it's time to turn off the lights and go to sleep, the last thing our brain needs is more information and more stimulation. Mm. So checking your phone stimulates your brain. So you're more active and awake and even just a quick check um, can engage your brain and delay sleep and also seep into your like REM. So your mind can stay active and engaged long after you've scrolled through social media or responded to those last work emails for the night. I always think that that's harmless. That's so odd because I always go through my emails before I go to sleep just in case I've missed anything for work the next day. Yeah, it's the worst thing to do apparently. I would have thought that social media would be. That's interesting. Yeah, and and probably because you're thinking about it and you don't really shut off. And it's not just the alertness you get from, um, yeah, late night social media sessions either. It's thinking um, about and feeling your phone even under your pillow. So you know how you hide it under your pillow sometimes? Who keeps their phone under the pillow? I heard it was really bad because, you know what, only facts here, but <laughs> I heard that the wave, the radio waves, whatever it is, affect your brain. Um, not fact-based, just heard. So I've always been scared to put my phone under my pillow. Do you keep it under your pillow? No. Good. I keep it in my bedside drawer because I'm so scared about checking it. Your brain, oh, it would never switch off. Mm. Never. So you probably know what it's like scrolling through Facebook right before you go to bed or mm-hmm. see something that makes you upset. And surprisingly, stress and anxiety are often two major reasons for disrupted sleep. And even seeing something right before bed that makes you happy can trigger a response that prolongs falling asleep, which consequently delays REM sleep. Yeah. And these emotions can leave you staring at the ceiling for hours, feeling wide awake. And that is so something that I can relate to. What about you? Yeah, no, exactly. And that really does impact my day the next day if I haven't slept properly. Mm. Um, And things I think about or look at before I go to sleep, it does play throughout in my sleep. And it can seem obvious how to avoid this, yet we still don't do it. We still do not, yeah. So leave your phone out of your bedroom, put it on silent, do anything you have to do so you're not tempted to reach out for it. Exactly. Or if you can't put it on silent then do everything you have to do on your phone before you go into into your bedroom like have your bedroom as a phone social media work free space yes screen no screens but you know what i do arabella i turn my phone on (laughs) airplane mode which is what a lot of people don't do especially if you're like a manager or something you can't afford to but um i turn on airplane mode and it actually helps because i shut 
I shut off the world. Like even when I wake up, it's still in airplane mode. I don't have any notifications, anything on my phone. I start my day, do everything as usual. And then when I turn off airplane mode, it's so weird, but I get this like kind of rush of notifications yeah. and I feel kind of anxious. Yeah, it definitely does create anxiety. And I wonder if mentally having on airplane mode, knowing that nothing can get through to you mm. is quite relaxing. The other day I was getting the train to work and I left my phone at home. Oh, that's that's stressful. That is stressing me out. But I actually had a very stress-free day. I read my book on the train. I got through more chapters than I had all year having my phone next to me. And it was quite a sense of relief. I'm proud. Yeah, so it's a good accident. Well, what I can recommend for people if your phone is distracting you from work or you're spending too much time on it, and you just need a breakaway. There's this new setting on the iPhone, not sure on Android, but on the iPhone, um, it's the same as Do Not Disturb, but now they have more options. They have work, fitness, sleep, and personal. And those are the names that they people see them when they go to text you or call you. It says, oh. you know, like Arabella is Has sleeping time. or she is, you know, doing fitness. And you can actually choose the duration you want it on for. And you can choose who can get in contact with you. So, like, only your family can contact you yeah. whilst you're on, like, sleep mode. I have seen that message come up when I've texted people, which is a good, good sign that people are protecting their boundaries more and looking out for their well-being. Exactly. Then our next one is bringing work home with you, Arabella. Is this something you do? Oh, yeah. I'm constantly thinking about it, mm. writing back to emails. If it's not actual work, it's, like mental strain from work from guests from customers whatever it is I mean depending on the position you hold it may seem unavoidable however bringing work home means that other family members have to endure the stress and tension that arise from work yeah it's really hard to be present with people at home and especially when you're working from home I mean there are things that we have that you can do to avoid bringing this stress back to your family and putting it on yourself Yeah, so I guess to confine your work to a particular time and location so it doesn't sprawl out into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And make a rule that you keep work folders, computers, notebooks, everything and anything related with work on your desk. If it's not feasible for your position, then dedicate a few hours each day. And this is for people working from home. Dedicate a few hours each day for work life only. So an hour during dinner time or bedtime with their kids, if you have any. And when you can eliminate distractions and focus on your family. And also having a room in your house. One room which you work in. All work is done in there. Yeah. Don't take it out of that room. Don't take your laptop into your bedroom, especially not into your bed, in the couch. And that can also work for studying as well. Mm. I know one of the things I learned when I was doing HSC a number of years ago was to not study in your bed and even try avoid it in your bedroom. Yes, yeah, like compartmentalizing that space. And I know it sounds simple, but I know we don't do it. I know you don't do it. <laughs> I know, exactly. And it's, sometimes it's so comfy in your bed, but you need to remember to just take it outside the bedroom and have this specific place in your house. And although there's been so many benefits from working from home, if you are returning back to the office, use the commute back home as a way to detect and shut off from work. I like that. I think that's really good. Yeah, embrace that long commute home because that is a time where you're not surrounded by work. And I guess you could also like put some music on, like I know I listen to piano music and that Mm. helps me like calm down, de-stress or even uh, go a scenic route home. Like instead of going the busy road, (laughs) military road, (laughs) go the scenic road. Take the longer one. Exactly. And like gives you time, I guess, to just 
calm down. And there's no way you have to be on that commute home. It's exactly. like a one time. Or even going to the gym and doing some exercise straight after work. So by the time you actually get home, you're calm, you're in the presence, happy with your family. And then you don't bring the stress of the customers back. <laughs> exactly. It happens. No. So we have our next song, which is Mind Over Matter by Young the Giant.
So Alex and I have spoken about stress and some strategies that can help us every day try and alleviate some of the stresses. Mm. And everyone experiences stress, but in different ways. So I want to ask you, Alex, how does stress manifest in your life? <clears throat> I am frantic. I get frantic. I get boom, boom, boom. Like I'm everywhere at one time. I speak so fast. My eyes, are, yeah. So when you're in stress, you go into overdrive and you're flustered correct yeah but even in general when I'm not stressed I can sometimes be like that um but mainly (laughs) yeah I go so frantic the way I cope with that if other people can relate is exercising I go for a run I let it out if I am not able to go for a run like if I'm at work I just sit down take myself out back and just breathe I breathe um seven breaths holding then out or even go to the bathroom and just breathe. So that breathe. calms you down and you're not as Without frantic. What about yourself? Um, my stress manifests in my life. I tend to overthink and overanalyze everything oh, and then yeah, kind me. of live in my head and then that can get me stuck mm. because I'm thinking so much. So similar to you, for me to alleviate that stress and to break out of the overthinking in my head is to let it out physically. So I will run and because I've got so much energy in my head, if I make that physical. Do you do boxing? That really no. helps people. I think I would like to because a lot yeah. of my stress will come out in frustration. Mm. So I really find making things physical and I'm not the best runner and I'm not very <laughs> fit. But when you're really stressed, you've got so much energy. Yeah. So you can become a good runner when you're... Well, for people who really need to let it out, like let the anger or anything, just boxing, I highly recommend. It is really good. It helps you get it out. But um, for now, thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Breaking Waves here on Eastside FM. You're with your hosts, Alex Healy. And Arabella Alamy. And oh. be sure to follow our Breaking Waves Instagram page. Mm-hmm. That's breaking.waves.eastsidefm. And DM us for some more song requests. We love having that. Join us next week, same time, 6 to 6.30. See you then. Bye for now. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.